Jesus says to beware of the scribes who go around in long robes and accept greetings in the marketplaces, seats of honor in the synagogues, and places of honor at banquets. They devour the houses of widows as a pretext. They recite lengthy prayers. They will receive a severe condemnation. Good morning, Christian America. This message that Jesus gives us in this passage of Mark that we're going to talk about today is very important. When we look with our own eyes at the leaders in our communities, the leaders in our churches, the so-called leaders of organizations in our community, are they working for the people? Are they working for those who have elected them, who have um, put them forward to do the work of the community, to do the work of the people, to do the work of the organization? Are they doing it for themselves? Are they doing it so that they can be seated at places of honor and places of prestige? Let's talk about that as we get into this word in the gospel of Mark in chapter 12. So get your Bibles, everyone. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. Before we get into word, into the word today, I'd ask you if you support what we're trying to do here, like our social media uh, profile, wherever you're watching this, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Subscribe to this YouTube channel, the Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel. Subscribe to this podcast if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Anchor or Spotify or wherever you're watching this. If you're watching this on the Rumble channel, subscribe to our Rumble channel. Growing the Christian American community is the only reason that we exist. It's to spread the message of Christ, to revitalize the Christian faith across across our nation. And we can't do that without you. We can't do that without your help. So that's what we ask you to do. So let's get into the word today. So if you followed this Monday podcast for the last few months, you know that we're continuing down our journey through the gospel of Mark. Jesus has been confronted with scribes by scribes. He's been confronted uh, by Sadducees. He's been confronted by Pharisees. He's been confronted by elders in the community in a variety of different ways. And one by one, when they've attacked him verbally, when they tried to attack him um, intellectually, he's able to fend off those attacks because obviously Jesus is the son of man. Jesus is the son of God. He is the Messiah cometh. He is our Lord and Savior. So he has all the information. So they're not going to be able to trap him or trick him. But what we want to get into today is once again, when he's, uh, when he's attacked verbally and tried to uh, try, they try to paint him into a corner. Jesus provides us insight, not only for our, ourselves, but for our community and not only for our community, but for society writ large, because what Jesus tells us, what he, what he gives us in the, in the parables, in the examples that not only does he say, but that he sets, he lets us know who we are as humans. He lets us know about our frailties. He lets us know about our insecurities and some of the problems, some of the temptations, some of the uh, some of the the trappings that we fall into. And so, what we're going to cover here is probably about eight or nine um, verses, so a little bit longer than usual. But there's so much depth we want to get into it right away. So grab your Bibles, turn to the Gospel of Mark. 
chapter 12. We're going to start on verse 35 real fast. Let me share it with you because we want to read it to you and show it to you. So you, you're not confused. You're not led astray. Chapter 12, uh, verse 35 says that as Jesus was teaching in the temple area, he said, how do the scribes claim that the Messiah is the son of David? David himself, inspired by the Holy Spirit, said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I place your enemies under your feet. David himself called him Lord. So how is he his son? The great crowd heard this with delight. Now, if you rewind to the Gospel of Matthew, at the very beginning, you have, you see the lineage that Matthew lays out of Jesus, starting with Abraham through the house of David and from the house of David all the way to Joseph, the, the husband of Mary, the father, the earthly father of Jesus. So Jesus is in the line of David. That is how the Messiah is the son of David because he is within the royal uh, the royal bloodline, the, da the Davidian royal bloodline. And obviously he is the son of man. He is God incarnate. He is God come to earth through uh, the Virgin Mary um, in the line of David, thanks to Joseph. Um, so that is, that is, that is the, the groundwork of understanding both Jesus's lineage as well as um, Jesus, you know, his earthly lineage, as well as Jesus come as the Messiah, right? And he, he, he hearkens back to David's word in order to, to show this to you. Okay. Uh, continuing down verse, verse 38, he says in the course of his teaching, he said, beware of the scribes who go around in long robes and accept greetings in the marketplaces, seats of honor in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour the houses of widows as a pretext, recite lengthy prayers. They will receive a severe condemnation. And it continues on. It says, he sat down opposite the treasury and observed how the crowd put money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow also came in and put in two small coins worth a few cents. Calling his disciples to himself, he said to them, Amen, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the other contributors to the treasury. For they have all contributed from their surplus wealth, but she from her poverty has contributed all she had, her whole livelihood. So you heard me briefly discuss the, the son of David aspect of uh, what Jesus is trying to describe as himself, as someone who was prophesied to come before, who would be in the line of David. David himself, even though in the line of David is is quote unquote David's son, right? He's he's a great 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 grandson um, through the line of Joseph, which is the line of David. Uh, but yet David recognizes that he will be the Messiah, and that's why David calls him Lord. 
that is Jesus fulfilling these prophecies. That is Jesus fulfilling the, uh, the, the Old Testament according uh, to, to David's words. Okay, but what I want to talk to you today about is the denunciation of the scribes, what Jesus says, these people who sit on their thrones, he, they, they, they sit on these seats of, in these seats of honor, they wear long, fancy robes, they accept greetings in the marketplace, you can just kind of see them uh, feeling very good about themselves, they're dressed nice, they have a lot of money, they have a lot of money because as described uh, later on in this passage, they got the wealthy people are donating, you know, from their surplus. You you assume that that money is going to is sliding into the pockets of the religious leaders. So they're wealthy, they're uh, prestigious in their appearance. They sit at the honorary heads of all the tables. They get um, they, re, they they give lengthy prayers. Oh man, you can imagine how important they they think themselves. You can imagine how important that they think themselves. The reason you can imagine that is because I'm pretty sure you have some of these people in your community right now. I'm pretty sure that you have people that quote unquote serve the people that don't actually serve the people. They simply serve themselves. They simply line their pockets. They simply wanna sit at the heads of the table. They simply wanna speak uh, grandiose speeches and Jesus' words uh, recite lengthy prayers. Some of us in the religious communities and the religious organizations, they want to recite lengthy prayers as well. So it's not hard to understand what Jesus is talking about. These people exist. It's their, their human frailty. They exist. When they're after riches for themselves, when they're asked after uh, places of prominence for themselves, who are they serving? because obviously they're not serving God. Because if they were serving God, Jesus would have given them some kind of credit there, which he didn't. We, as a community, need to get our act together. I, I, there's nothing that disheartens me personally more than when I see articles or I, I, I read or I hear on the news about religious leaders that have done these awful things. Religious leaders who have stolen from the church, who embezzled money, who swindle people out of money. Religious leaders who commit sexual assault or uh, against women or against children. Nothing is more disheartening than when the religious leaders, the people who are supposed to hold the line, the people who are supposed to lead the flock, the, the people who are supposed to do what is right, that, to, to seek God's words always, and they fall. And they fall terribly. We all fall. We all fall short. We all do things we're not proud of. But when you intentionally and repeatedly do some of the most dastardly deeds while wearing the collar, while wearing long robes of the church, how dare you? And how dare us who allow people like that to lead us. We move, let's move it out of the church. Although I think I've been pretty firm, it is in the church. What about our leaders in our communities? What about our leaders in our government? 
What about our leaders in different organizations who love to give lengthy speeches, who love to wear fancy suits, who love to give uh, uh, to sit at the head of the tables, who to sit at the head of banquets to receive praise from the people? Why are they, quote unquote, serving the community, if not actually to serve the community? To get their hands dirty, to work for their brothers and sisters within that community, to strive for the betterment of the community, to lift up and provide help and assistance to the least of these. Far too often, these same people that are in these positions to help, who do they help? Do they help the poor woman who has given everything she has? Far too often they help the rich who have already just given from their surplus. Is that right? Are those the type of people that we want to lead us? People who don't care about average, everyday working Americans? The people who show up to, to the fall festivals and work, the people who volunteer their time and their talent, not just their treasure. If you live in Northern Virginia, like I live in Northern Virginia, there's plenty of treasure. There's plenty of people who have plenty of money. Give it if you got it. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in your time. I'm interested in your effort. I'm interested in the talent that you're willing to, your talent, that you're willing to give up and, and for the community, for your friends. Are you good with children? Would you help the children? Would you run a, ch a children's program? Are you good with your hands? Can, are you a, a painter or someone who does drywall or an electrician or an HVAC guy? Can, can you help, help someone fix their home? We have a roof that's leaking. We have an HVAC that's uh, on the outs and it's and winter's time is coming. Can you use your skills, your talent and your time to help people who are in dire need, who don't have the treasure to go spend a ton on HVAC. And I know because HVAC is very expensive. I've, I've spent some, uh, a lot of money on it myself. But my point is, is the people that we put in front of us as a representation of us, people who we turn to, they should be people of good character. They should be people who, who take the position in order to help the people who put them there. But you know, like I know, that rarely happens. That the people who fight for these positions do so out of ego, they do so out of prominence, they do so because, well, I'm so wonderful, I guess I should be in charge. They have these attitudes that them and only them deserve to be in these positions of prominence, give these lengthy prayers. If we allow and we continue to allow these types of people to lead our communities, to lead our churches, to lead our governments, to lead our, our, our institutions, we're gonna end up in a worse position than we are today.
And so if, again, if you like what we're trying to do here, if you support what we're trying to do here, we ask that you uh, follow us on all the social media uh, uh, profiles and platforms. We ask that you subscribe to the YouTube channel, to our Rumble channel. And until Friday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.